I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to FestPod, the unofficial download festival guide. I'm Neil Wilkinson. This is the place for news and rumours about the festival, advice for going, and where you can have your say too. So now let's welcome my fellow host, Lee Ellingham. How are you? I'm alright. How are you? I'm alright. How are you? How are you? How are you? Yeah. You're sounding a lot better. Well... I've got my computer fixed, or at Yay! least we've got a new computer. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the computer so that now, you pushed off the desk. I didn't push it off; it fell off in a rage. Like, <laughs> no, it was it wasn't arranged. See, don't spin these things. No, I was reaching for a charger in the drawer. As I pulled the drawer open, the screen has fallen off the shelf and slap bang onto the microphone, so the screen busted. <sighs> Now I've, now I've got a new computer is at a sensible level where I can see it and, it, and, it, and it's not going to fall off. Oh, good. Okay, uh, so get in touch with us on the socials by looking for FestPod. Say hi, ask our advice about download, or just chime in with whatever you want. If we say something and you think, oh, I could say something about that, then just get in touch. So now it's time for Festival News. And there's quite a bit of news. I mean, it's only been a month since the last podcast, but there's a lot has happened, hasn't it? Yeah. Um. As as regard to like download announcements, I mean this this time every year there's always an announcement regarding bands. But as of the twenty eighth of January at eleven twenty a.m., there is nothing. Um. So we are still with the same lineup that we had when our last announcement was, I believe, back in September. Um, however, download-related stuff. Uh, has anybody heard of the heavy men- heavy metal truants? No. Ah, right. <laughs> so, 
on a previous podcast, we spoke about the, the bike riding from London to Donington, didn't we? Oh, yes. Um, well, yeah, in travel, uh, how to get yeah. to download, yeah. Yeah. So the heavy metal truants have announced that they're starting their sign-ups um, from, I, I believe it was from this week. Uh, so basically, you can either cycle, run, or walk the distance to London to Donington for um, children's charities. The children's charities include cancer, uh, the Teenage Cancer Trust, um, Save the Children, Childline, and Nordoff Robbins, which is a a charity for musical therapy um, for uh, teenagers and children. Um, I thought it was quite interesting. To be obviously thinking cycling, run or walking the distance, because it is a long bloody way. You don't actually have to do it physically. You can do it virtually. So this, this just to make it clear to anybody who has literally never heard of this ever before, it's, it's <laughs> cycling, running or walking the distance from London to Donington. And you can do it virtually or in person. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I imagine um, you'd... Go around your office or your workplace, get loads of sign-ups, get obviously raise loads of money for it, and then you can either jump onto a treadmill and walk or run the distance in several different um, on several different days. Or if you fancy being a bit more of a hero, you can do the um, cycling in on the one day from London to Donington. Fucking hell! <laughs> Imagine I mean, being that fit. I know. I mean, how many hundreds of miles is it? It's it's a long way. It is. And, and, but it's, it's you know for what? a good cause. So if you're minded to do that, um, heavymetaltruants.com is the place to sign up and raise money for uh, charities. Meatloaf, unfortunately, biffed it. He did. Um, I'm not 100%, 100% whether the, the rumours regarding his death were true, but it, apparently it's surrounding him being an anti-vaxxer and he died of COVID. Yeah, it's all rumour because the, the family don't want to release the cause of death. Of course, of course, absolutely. Well, I mean, why, why would you? In the, day, uh, the, 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 the death of somebody in the family, they're allowed their privacy. Um, so obviously that is a huge rumour that may or may not be true. Let's put that out there now. That's Best what's do not... going around the internet yeah. at the moment. Fespod do not condone shit stirring. Um, but it's a shame because he, obviously, he, he is considered a legend in the um, heavy metal and rock um, scene. Did he ever and, play uh, Download? He may have, I see, he may have played on the Donington Park when it was Monsters of Rock or something in between, but I'm not going to, I can't um, 100% clarify that. I've never heard of him been at Donington before actually um I'm gonna do a quick search whilst the the, the question occurs to me hmm. because I I um I'd be surprised if he hadn't because the 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 number oh 1983 there you go wow <laughs> that is and I can tell you how long ago that is because that's the year I was born it's uh 39 years ago Jesus you will get you yeah uh, so um, he did. He did grace Donington's turf, but it's been a very long time since, and it wasn't actually at download. Um, but yeah, God bless you, mate, Meatloaf. Uh, and he, do you know what? I, I was never a massive fan. I have to say, I, I think I saw more of his movies than I heard of his music. Um, I remember him being in Wayne's World. Do you remember that? You've only I seen it once, haven't you? World. 
I've, I've got it. I've got it on the shelf somewhere. I, sh- I should really um, watch it again. But I remember him from Fight Club. Oh uh, yes, Fight... <laughs> was he Fight Club? Yes, he he he, pl- he plays the man with the massive boobies that he got from <laughs> taking horse tranquilizers or horse um, horse steroids. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. I haven't seen that for a very long time. Actually, I should probably dig that out and have a look at that as well. Um, yeah, but uh, there we go. Goodbye, meatloaf. Um, Andy Copping and Download have been promoing Ghost. A lot. So this is making me think um, that they may or may not, well, they may either stick them in the, um, the last logo slot on the main stage of this year's festival or give them a big slot at next year's festival. Either way, um, thoroughly deserved. They are very, very popular in the scene and they are one of the bands that are on the tip of everybody's tongues when people talk about future headliners. So I wouldn't be surprised if we do um if we do get to see them either this year or next year at download. And bring me the horizon as well. Same sort of situation. They've they've been putting them a lot on their social media. Um they I mean the, 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 they're always on the tips of everybody's tongues ever since the new album came out. Um and again rightly so. Um, they were on the front cover of Rolling Stone recently, which Andy Copping himself um, uh, restarted to push. Um, you love so, them, don't you, Bring Me the Horizon? Do you know what? Uh, not quite, no. Oh, I, really? I like, I like, no, I like a lot of their old stuff. Oh, um, the, okay. And, the, and the, new album, the new album is really good in comparison to some of the, some of the most recent stuff. Um, I'm, I'm more of a big supporter of again young younger younger british bands that are trying to like again trying to push through i say trying to push through they're massive um they're squeezing it in, out yeah they're, they're massive in in sort of the alton uh excuse the t- excuse the phrase emo scene um and i think they should have been i mean they're headlining reading for fuck's sake this year so i think they should really be getting their um their chance to headline donnington very soon they've been around for a while haven't they it's probably time that they had a better profile at festivals yeah i mean as download veterans we all like to complain that the the headliners that we get are all the old oldies from the 80s and the 70s and obviously some some things from the late 90s and it'd be nice to see one of the newer bands like bring me the horizon ghost even likes of architects um grace the main stage at, at, at donnington so uh past headliners muse have got uh, a new single out. It's called Won't Stand Down. We've heard a bit of it. What do we think? Um, listened to it this morning. And yeah, I, I, I like it. I really do. It, um, it's quite... It's got quite a bit of a bassy, poppy sort of in, intro to it. As, as you go into it, um, as you get further into the song, it's that sort of classic Muse sound. And I really enjoy it. Um, I'll definitely be listening to it more. To get the uh, what was it five five million listens to it already? I'm gonna try and help and bump that up yeah. a little bit because you know, f- five million compared to I think one of their other tracks was four hundred and eighty million. They're slacking oh a little bit. God. Yeah, th- I mean they're a huge band, aren't they? They're a, they're a, um, what what was my my phrase? They're a world class band. And mm, they're massive. Yeah, but they are still a bit marmite, aren't they? Some people really don't like Muse. I mean, I mean, you can say that about everything and anything. Um, when they headlined in 2015, one, they were fucking incredible. Two, there was a lot of um, kickback about them because they weren't considered heavy metal, they weren't considered heavy rock. But I think that's it's ridiculous. 
you go back through their catalogue of stuff, you go through even some of their newer stuff, they are a rock band that should be at download um, a lot. Um, and they've only ever played once compared to the likes of the bands that um, have, been, have been around for nearly 50 years and have graced the stage fucking hundreds of times. Mm, you, well, yeah, you've got a point there. I mean, Iron Maiden comes to mind. Um, and Kiss. And there are rumours about Kiss pulling out, aren't there? I don't know why, where this has come from, but you seem to know about this. It, uh, it was one of those things that popped up. It popped up on Reddit and then it's just gone from there. Like someone had heard from somewhere that Kiss were pulling out. Oh, really? It probably started. It probably started on ye old Facebook or Meta. Now can't call it. Can we still call it Facebook? Uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't know anybody who calls it Meta. To be honest, either way, um, yeah, I think it, as, as a rumor may have started on Facebook. That's come onto come onto Reddit, which I'm, I'm a regular user, and I saw it, and I just thought I'd. Uh, um, it was questioned again in, in on the on the download forum. And I think it is just it's just hot air. You're not a fan of Kiss, are you? Well, that's what I was about to say. Like it sparked a conversation with a few people that they would be actually quite happy for Kiss to drop out. Um, and and to be honest, I'm trying. Like they're the headliner for for this year, so I have got them on my um, my Spotify playlist, and I am physically trying to listen to them and listen and try and get into it, but I just can't. I, I think maybe. Maybe they're going to be one of those bands where I'm going to get, I'm going to have to get really drunk and then I can start screaming at the top of my lungs. I want to rock and roll. It is very old record. school, isn't it? It is that old school sort of rock music, um, and, and I think yeah, I think just the the sound of again the seventies, eighties. It doesn't quite compare to nowadays. It's, it is very different, yeah. And also, there's uh, there's a, a rumor that Maiden and Megadeth won't clash. But why is that a rumor? Well, see, I assume that would be the case because the um, because the fan base of both are obviously roughly the same age for a start and um, are very very similar tastes. So why would why would they clash? Surely, I see. Yeah. When 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 they had the when they had the conversation with having Megadeth headline on the second stage and I made it headlining on the same day on the main stage, surely Andy Coppin said, right, well, we won't make those clash because they are huge bands. So, it's a I mean, point, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I'd arguably say that Iron Maiden is a bigger band than Megadeth. Oh, um, big time! And I'd, you know, you, you wouldn't see Megadeth headlining, for example, would you? No. Um, again, the last the last headline slot I think they got in the UK was at Bloodstock um, a few years ago, and nothing against Bloodstock, obviously, but it's it's a in in comparison to capacity wise, Bloodstock is minute compared to download yeah so yeah megadeth are one of the one always one of those um top thrash bands of the 80s and early 90s so they'll have a massive following of the same sort of crowd of iron maiden so to make them clash would be just silly and you're an expert when it comes to figuring out what's going to clash and when people are on even before it's been announced aren't you well i'm i wouldn't say expert, <laughs> wouldn't you? but no um yeah, I'm, I regularly look at the Clash Finder, which isn't a hundred percent until the day that Download announced their um, announced the official set times. But based on previous years of um, timings and stuff like that, you can sort of work it out who you're going to see and at what time and when you're going to see them. Um, take Clash Finder with a pinch of salt, um, but it, it, it can it can work out well. 
because I mean, at the minute, based on whoever's done this Clash Finder, because it's all fan based, it's not, it's not. Um, oh, this is not your own handiwork. This is someone else that's done this. Someone's my, I, right. I'm a busy man. I do. I cannot. I cannot take the time to fucking put a Clash Finder together on the internet for everybody else to see. It oh, takes see, me long enough to do it. For me. I thought it you'd takes- got bits of paper all over your bedroom walls where you'd written down all the start and finish times of all the bands that have put in so far, and you were absolutely on top of all of it. But you're saying that's not the case. Uh, you're about half right. Yeah. <laughs> I have got myself a little spreadsheet of all the time. Basically, the times oh, I've based it on. Oh, just a spreadsheet. We've we've come into the nineties now, and we haven't got paper all over the world. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. Like the the, you've got the list of bands on the poster. You can sort of work out where they're going to go, um, and it's somebody else who has got the times written down that then puts them in their place of where they think it's going. To, they're going to drop or where they're going to be placed. And about this time of the year, when you've got the majority of the lineup made you can start guessing where they're going to go now if i just flip through my unfold your large piece of paper that you've taken off your bedroom wall i've got it here somewhere my spreadsheet doesn't have the times on it but it has obviously every single band on every single stage and you and it's quite easy to work out based on previous years which stages are either full nearly full or still need a lot more um acts to be added right and at, and at the minute to me it looks like the saturday we're pretty much sorted with the bands that um bands that we have there's probably about maybe four or five left to be spread out through the day but then you've got friday which is still missing a logo band on the main stage um second stage has only got five bands third stage has got six so I mean, there's a lot of space on the Friday still still needing to be um, made up for. But yeah, if you look through just the names on Saturday, it's practically full. Oh so, yeah, I mean, you're I've, right. I'm looking at the lineup poster. Yeah, it looks yeah. it looks very full. But Friday still looks like there's there's quite a new, few names to be added. Yeah. So I mean, so the way that I've done my Clash Finder, all I do is I, I do like a almost like a traffic light system of who I'm definitely <laughs> going to see. Oh come on! Like I can't. I'm not the only right. You're laughing at me as if I'm the only person that does this. I guarantee. I guarantee. There's hundreds of people that do this. Okay. No, I trust you. But the, do, no, do, uh, where would be, where would we all be without people who did this? Because we get nothing from download for ages. We have to wait months and months for any information whatsoever. So it's left to people like you to speculate. I'm not speculating. I'm just, okay, no, so you've got my concrete my system. My system, basically, it's just it's just a traffic light system. Of who I want to see. It's not a. It's not. It's not a a, a concrete sort of okay. fucking clash finder. Right. Okay. I'll do that when the official times have been released, which okay. is what everyone should do because you shouldn't just believe rumors. Oh no! 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 Everything that we say is complete bullshit. Yeah. Why do people listen to us? <laughs> Anyway, uh, so you you have got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen and what time it's going to happen and who's going to appear. Um, are, are there any bands that you are expecting to appear who have not yet shown their faces on the lineup poster? Uh, I'd like to say Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. Oh my God, yes, please, I would love that. Um, I'm 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 only basing that off the fact that they were on the last two lineups and they're not there this year. So that's again, that's just me guessing. Oh, they're so good. Um, 
the artist Poppy. Um, she's been in the last two lineups as well. Um, Amer- American American artists that um, I'd, what I like to call extreme heavy pop music. Oh, if great. That oh, that sounds like that's up my street, that. If that makes sense to you, then yeah, I think she might still be um, uh, uh, on the lineup. Wow. Um, I'm I'm just trying to remember, because I haven't got it up in front of me, I'm trying to remember the, the lineups that we had the last two years that didn't go ahead. Um, Ailstorm. Really? Um, you think they're going to be back? A lot of people have seen that they're announcing, they were announcing festival dates like towards the end of last year. Um, obviously, and then just waiting for the download, the next download announcement to, um, to obviously make they make their presence known. Wow, uh, there's still there's still a lot of room, isn't there? So there's there's plenty of people who could be on there. It, I think we'll just I have think, to wait and see. I think the next the next announcement we get will be the full lineup, and we'll get probably about ten to fifteen acts um, to finish it off. It's going to be absolutely. Do you know, do you think it's going to be rammed this year? Um, what with you know everyone having to wait basically two years for a, a full download. I don't know. I mean, on online you always see more negative comments than positive. Despite yeah, that's the same every year. Exactly. So I mean, it's, it's it's hard just just by basing it off that it's hard to say really. Um, I mean, the pilot did the pilot sell out? I assume the pilot sold out. Well, you would have thought so, yeah. I mean, but they mm. did seem to be selling tickets still right up until the last minute, didn't they? Yeah. So again, basing it off that, if people are still worried about COVID, Omicron, whatever, then maybe, maybe not. Um, I don't think there's, and I mean, no offense to obviously the bands that are they're playing, but I don't think there's any acts on the lineup that warrant a sellout or warrant massive numbers coming in. Um, Certainly and that's not basically if you look at the headliners. Uh, but what about Corn? Wow, you know my feelings on corn. I do know your feelings on corn. Um, Will they not draw an arena-sized crowd? Oh, massively. Um, the last two times I've seen them was with Limp Bizkit and with Slipknot. And yeah, the, the Wembley was very much almost sold out. Um, so yeah, they'll, they'll, draw, they'll draw big numbers in. Volbeat? But again, last time I saw them was Brixton. Uh, Brixton didn't sell out, but... Um, I think the main point for people wanting to see these sorts of bands is they all have new music coming out before the festival or have all made new music within the pandemic. So, I mean, especially with the bands, the bands lower down the like the lineup, Spirit Box, Wargasm, um, Death Blooms, Sleep Token, they all made music and all brought albums out um, within the pandemic. So if you, if we were going to see them in 2020, compared to say now, they may not have got the reception they're going to get in 2022 that they would have got in 2020. Now they've got more music out and now, they've, now they are um, really selling themselves. I reckon the numbers will be up. But with regards to being a big sellout or being a massive crowd, I think we should probably probably get the usual seventy to 80,000 people. Do you really think so? Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that's busy enough, isn't it? Let's be honest for us. There's <laughs> too many people anyway. They should oh, just yeah. do con- no. concerts for us, really. I mean, wouldn't that be lovely? <laughs> wouldn't that be nice? I mean, if we put a festival on, Fest Pod Festival, Fest 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 Pod, <laughs> Fest Pod Fest, Fest Pod Fest, <laughs> Fest Pod Fest, yeah. Um, then it would be pretty intimate, wouldn't it? They'd just be us there. <laughs> 
Hey, I'd, I'd I'd happily I'd happily do a day festival in in a small venue with about five thousand people sit in the back, sit in the VIP area, and just watch from uh, watch from afar. Oh my god, we we have to do I'd, this, you know. I'd love to. I really would. Yeah, but I, again, it depends on who 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 we can talk to. Get it? I mean, I mean, have I told you? Like, I'm I'm bezies with the lads in Envisions. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, them. the drummer in particular. Yeah, I, I mean. I talk to them whether they reply or not. It's fifty-fifty, but oh. they're very good. They're very, they're very. Do you know what? They're very good with their fans. Admittedly, um, mm. they do reply to a lot of people, and um, they do um, share a lot of uh, um, their fans' stuff on Instagram. So they are very good. Um, but they, they, they'd be right off my list if I had to, if I was to head, do, do a festival big time. Absolutely. Um, now we do. Moving on, we do have some news about uh, Spotify which you may be listening to this podcast on, uh, the, uh, <laughs> so it's slightly embarrassing, uh, but uh, on Twitter, deleted Spotify and cancel Spotify is trending uh, because, I don't know if you've heard about this, Neil Young wants his music removed from Spotify in response to their Joe Rogan podcast spreading misinformation about the coronavirus vaccines. Now, um, I um, have been a Spotify user for a very long time. Um, I don't really appreciate Joe Rogan spreading this bullshit information on his podcast. Um, I don't have any, uh, you know, I have no stake in this at all, apart from the fact that I want everybody to move on from the pandemic and, and for us all to be healthy again. Uh, but um, I have moved on from Spotify, but that wasn't particularly the reason. I just got sick of it. I <laughs> just <laughs> rubbish um, sound quality and the fact that they don't pay their artists very much. So I'm now on Apple Music. I bought a yearly subscription to Apple Music just because I'm an Apple user and it just seemed to make sense. Um, but it's it seems like a lot of people are deleting and cancelling their Spotify account because of um, Joe Rogan... Um, talking about the coronavirus vaccines and giving misinformation. And Neil Young um, has taken quite a stance on this. What What do you think? Well, I mean, that alone does warrant um, cancellation because, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous now that people in such uh, prominent positions like Joe Rogan are spreading the bullshit. Um, and I've always said that, I mean... We could be, you and I could be wrong about this, um, about the COVID and, and, every, and everything, but we have, we have vaccinated just in case it is true. But if it's, if, if COVID is true and those that aren't being vaccinated are digging the hills and not going to get vaccinated, then they're putting themselves and others at harm. So, I mean, if it's false, oh, whoops, we're fools. We got something put on us. We didn't know what it was. But if it is true, we're protected and we're protecting everybody else. So that's how I've always looked at it. I, I mean, I think I preferred the conspiracy that Bill Gates is putting microchips into us all. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I tell you what, on that. So I got my booster done um, at the end of December. My wife asked me what I want for my birthday. And she said to me, "What? how do you feel about having an Xbox for your birthday? Oh, wow. Xbox is Microsoft, isn't it? Yeah, who's the who's the head of Microsoft? Well, it's not Bill Gates. This is no, it's not. It's not. He, he turned that over to somebody else some years ago. Oh well, okay, right. 
he is still you still affiliate Bill Gates with Microsoft, surely? Right. Okay. He founded it and was in charge of it for a long time. Yeah. Thank you. So she suggested you want to get you want to get a um an Xbox for your birthday, and I said it's funny you mention that you've just had your booster. So clearly that chip that he's put in your brain has made you want to buy his products. I see. Oh, I get where Come you're on. going. Yeah, see, see. So he plants the chip in people and we all buy his products. Right. <laughs> Does that not make sense? It makes about as much sense as what Joe Rogan's coming out with. Um, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, some people are, are on Twitter are saying, well, you know, does it really make any difference if you delete Spotify? It's pretty much, I think, the number one music app in the world. Um, uh, so is it really going to make any difference? But, you know, if you want to make a point and that's your way of doing it, then fair enough. Um, See, I think with, I mean, whilst that is a massive reason to get rid of it, obviously you're going to have people in positions like Joe Rogan that are going to start spreading bullshit. Um the way that they pay the artists is is another is another reason as to why I think they need to take a long hard look at themselves. Well, that was my reason for moving. Yeah, because they're paying the artists fuck all, um, and it's not fair because you get the up and coming bands, obviously, like we like we mentioned, you envisions um, uh, the, a local one to me was as everything unfolds. You get these bands that are only able to uh, plug out, I say between. 500,000 listens a month to potentially a million and there are bands that, are, that do less than that and will get paid fuck all so how the hell are we supposed to get new bands come round and how is the fucking new, new band supposed to make more money by not really getting paid by the things that are people are using using them for to get their music years ago when you when, like we're talking in the 1990s when there was no internet really there was no uh, way of listening to bands new albums before buying them i mean the, if you went into hmv which for you very young people was a music shop <laughs> that you could buy cds at do you know what CDs are? Um, and they used to have on the wall of the shop um, several CDs in a player. And you put a pair of headphones on and you'd press play and you could hear music to sample, basically, the album. Uh, do you remember that, Lee? No. I recognise that, sort of, <laughs> that sort of contraption and old fogey sort of thing yeah. you're talking about. So, I don't think I've ever been in one. Okay. Well, it was just on the wall. You just put a pair of headphones on and press play. I mean, I was a kid. Let's 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 get that clear. Um, so um, that was the only way of doing it. But so nowadays, when you've got your, your um, Apple Music, your Spotify, your Tidal, your whatever else that you use, the online music service, that's how I sample albums. And if I like it, I will spend the money and buy the album. That's how I choose to use the service. Um, that's how I want to support bands. If I if I really like what I've heard based on the sample that I've heard, and some people may think that's crazy, but I, I like to I like to support people who I like, <laughs> and I don't believe that using the online music services is the way to do it because they get pennies, pennies, mm. and it's if yeah. you're enjoying this, what this... they've made, then I believe that they should get properly paid for it. Yeah, and this is why when you go to book tickets to see the shows and it's why you you look at uh, buying their merchandise and you might think fuck mate that's extortionate but it's because they're getting paid fuck all to put their media out digitally 
Um, I I agree with you. Um, and if I had all the spare cash in the world, that would be the way that I'd like to do it as well. Actually, physically buying the CDs. I only buy music of bands that I, I really, really, really like. Corn's um, new album comes out um, uh, in bollocks. I should know this. I think it's in February. I think. Well, it's you call yourself February, a fan. I do. You know, terrible. Um, <laughs> Or the 4th of March. Why is the 4th of March sticking out in my brain? It might be the 4th of March. Um, but yeah, they've got new music out and I do intend to buy a physical copy of that album and not just stream it on. Obviously, I'll, I'll have to stream it first just because it's so read, readily available, but I will be buying the physical copy. It's not necessary. I mean, I know physical copies are very fashionable these days with vinyl and record players making a return. Um but I don't have any of that. So, um, I mean, I haven't really even got a CD player. I've got an Xbox that's got a CD drive that I suppose I could use, but I haven't got... My car doesn't have a CD player. Um, I just go to the iTunes store and and uh, pay for a copy of the album that way. I mean, even if it's nine or ten quid, the, the, uh, the artist is still getting a fair share of the uh, the royalties from that because you pay a little bit more for a CD copy because you've got a physical item that you have to manufacture. And mm. that's generally why that costs a little bit more. Um, but I actually looked into Corn's um, merchandise list obviously, to go along with the new album and you'll never fucking guess what they're going to sell along with the CD. Ooh. Um, coasters. Hang on, this is going to make... This, this, no, this is going to make you laugh because I believe we Do mentioned this on one of the earliest podcasts that we did. Tea towels. A tape. A tape. Really? A tape. You know, obviously, who's got a tape, tape deck, player? Exactly. But they're, but they're, sell, they're selling it. They're selling tapes, which I thought was fucking brilliant. I mean, is it Are brilliant you, or is it crazy? <laughs> but come on now, you'd, you'd, you'd almost buy it to have it just like sat there in a box, like, like well, one I mean, of the last one of the most. <laughs> it's worse. Um, it's a worse experience because you can't skip tracks. If you want, if you hear a track and you want to go back to it, you've got to stop the tape, rewind for a couple of minutes, and then press stop and then press play. You can't just press one button and it's back to the beginning. I'd- but how do you do it on vinyl as well, though? Because is that not the same concept? You've got to pick the needle up and then move the needle needle back. You can, but you can see where there's a space between the tracks at least. I don't know. I've never experienced, but I've, uh, to be honest, this is really bad. I'm 32 years old, and my only experience with a vinyl is looking at the one, looking at the player my dad had when I was younger. Really? Well, I've never used pe- one in my life. <laughs> I want one, but I've never used one in my life. See, this is educational now. On the, on a piece of vinyl where, that's got several tracks on it, like an album, um, between mm-hmm. the, the the tracks, if you look at the vinyl, you can see a space. There's a gap between where the the physicality of the tracks is. So there's a little spot uh, between all the tracks. They can go all oh, right. Okay, move. Uh, well, do you know when you used to me. get every day's a, every day's a school day? Thanks well, for that. That's when, <laughs> on compilation albums, like now, that's what I call music one hundred. Let's say mm-hmm. because my my era was sort of now twenty and now thirty and stuff. But anyway, uh, on on the, <laughs> the current ones, not that I listen to them anymore. But anyway, on the current ones, um, like where there's like uh, ten tracks on each side, you'll have ten tracks. And if you want to go to, let's say, track five, you count across five tracks. There it is. And you'll start track five. That's how we used to do it. In all honesty, I did not know that. So I'm glad you've told me. Because like I said, every day is a school day. So that's brilliant. So thank you for that. <laughs> and there might be younger listeners out there that are thinking, fuck me. Yeah, finals. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, there's, I, know, I know there's younger people listen to this. Um, so hello to you. Thank you for listening to mm-hmm. these. Well, I'm an older 
<laughs> I'm older than you. I'm older than you, and I know about tapes and records. Do you do you turn forty this year? Or no. Turn... <laughs> well, I'll tell that as a yes then. So you've no, only got like eight years on me. No, I turn forty next year. Thank you. Um, what, as in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two? I was born in eighty three. All right, so thirty nine this year then. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Right, you've got seven years on me, so you're not that much older than me. Anyway. Um, uh, and I, I only just turned 32, so... Fine, okay, all right. <laughs> Bloodstock have announced 12 bands to their lineup. They did indeed. And to be honest, I'm kind of gutted I'm not going. Um, oh, you've decided now you're not going? Oh, no, we're definitely not going. Um, but you love Bloodstock. I do. And there are 12 bands they've just announced. They have. And as I just said, I'm kind of gutted I'm not going. But at the same time, um, I'm doing download, and that's going to be expe- that's going to be an expensive experience enough as it is. So, um, you've done it before. I, yeah, that was when. Yeah, no, that was when, that was when I was living at my in-laws, and I was paying fuck all for rent. So, I had spare cash. Now I have a mortgage. I don't. <laughs> oh. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to the Bloodstock announcement that was announced yesterday. Yes. Right, they have announced 12 bands. Three of the bands I'm really excited by um, because two of them I've seen and one of them was a band that I'd always wanted to see. Um, So I'm hoping that, yes, while they may be at Bloodstock, they may be able to swing around the UK in June and stay um, instead. But the first band that they announced um, was the Swedish metalers Avatar. Oh, yes. They played Download in 2018. Um, they were the second band on in the on the main stage of, I believe, the Saturday, um, and they were fucking incredible. They are really, really good. So if you're going to Bloodstock, definitely check them out. I believe they are they are opening up for Sleep Token on this on the uh, what's called the Sophie Lancaster stage on the Friday night. Oh wow, brilliant! If I was going, I would definitely go and watch them. Second band. Um, now this band takes me back to my teen years. Um, the uh, Mexican new metal legends Il Nino. Um, that they did loads of tracks for films like Freddy vs Jason, shit film, great soundtrack. Um, but again, they were part of that era with the likes of Corn, Slipknot, and the, the Roadrunner record label, where they were really, really massive back in like the early two thousands. Again, there'd be a, a band on my list that I'd really want to see. So again, I'm, I'm fingers crossed they play. Um, download in june before going over to bloodstock the third band i'm going to mention is red method they are an industrial metal band and they will be head they're headlining the body takeover on the thursday night of download but they've also managed to get themselves a opening slot for the friday at bloodstock um highly recommend you go and see them they are a, a, a really good up and coming band they are also playing at another festival that we're going to mention in a minute. Um, so, yeah, those are the three out of the 12 that I would highly recommend, and those are the ones that obviously I know a little bit more about. Uh, the other bands that were announced, Thrown Into Exile, who actually commented and liked our Bloodstock posts. So if they, they are listening, they, they, they did. If they're listening, thank you very much for that. Uh, who else have we got? A band called Pupil Slicer, who are, again, are on the festival circuit, um, this year as well um the band cage fight scarlet riot desert storm vended sorcerer and beast although it's it's spelt 
B-A-E-S-T. So to me, that sounds based, but it's they're, they're Danish death metal band, so I'm assuming it's just beast. But the way they, they was, it, was like, it looks like bay and based. All righty. Um, Techfest, on the other hand, have announced 50-ish bands. What's 50-ish? 51. 51, okay. So they've announced 51 bands. 51 bands in one go? Yeah, so a lot of them are from the lineups that were supposed to happen in 2000 and 2021. Um, um, but again, so I, I, so the last time we spoke about TechFest properly was when we were talking about um, the ticket prices. Yes. And I still I still say now, TechFest is the best festival you're going to get for your money. It does look good. I mean, I've the, looked at the lineup and it does look really good, actually. Value. Yeah, with the... Yeah, with the level of the sort of bands that are playing and the price um, for a full weekend ticket without camping is £70. If you want to stick camping on top of that, it's 85 See, how good is that? Weekend. That's what you exactly. should be paying for a festival. Yep. If you want to do VIP, it's £135. Oh, yeah, definitely. For the full weekend. So they are definitely on my list of festivals that I want to do if, I need, if I'm fancy a, a cheaper year. And when do they um, hold that? When's that on? It's in... The Newark Showground, which is in Nottingham, okay, or New- Newark upon Trent. So still, the, it's still the Midlands. Nottinghamshire. Um, yes, Nottingham, Nottinghamshire. Yeah, so the, the Newark show, the Newark Showground in in Nottingham. Okay. Um, I would go to the, that, you know, for that money. I would. I would. Um, like I said, for the reason I'm not doing Bloodstock, obviously money wise, so I won't be doing anything like that this year. Yeah. But again, if the lineup is, to be honest. Even if the lineup isn't isn't my isn't my bag for 2023, I am really considering it, considering how cheap it is. Yeah, yeah, mm, exactly. Um, but I mean, so th- so they've announced 50, and I've so I've got a list of about 10 of the acts um, that, uh, that, that that they've announced. Um, so you, two of the headliners: God is an astronaut. <laughs> great, great name. I love that. Name. Great name. Um, they're an Irish post rock band. And the other the other headliner is a band called The Ocean, who apparently are a fairly older band. They've been around for about twenty years or so, okay. um, and they are a German prog metal. Which, German which is what, prog metal. I wonder what that sounds like. Which is it's what a lot of obviously tech fest do a lot of the 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 prog the prog metal tech doom industrial stuff like that. That's the, that's um, tech fest sort of niche. I suppose you'd call it. They love really heavy um, stuff in Germany, don't they? The German metal music is fantastic. Obviously, think of the likes of uh, Ramstein for one. Mm. Obviously, we all know we all know Ramstein. They're amazing. There's another band um, called Orden Ogen, who is a power, that's a power metal band, and I've always recommended power metal to you because I reckon that'd be something right up your alley. Yeah. And they are fantastic. Saw them at Bloodstock a few years ago. They put on an amazing show. Vocally, uh, musically, they are just incredible. Um, they should be bigger in this country than they are, but again, power metal is bigger um, in in Europe than it is in the UK, mm. which is a shame. Um, but having said that, I don't know where they where they'll be performing this summer at all. Maybe something I can look up. Okay. Um, yeah. Other bands, other bands. You've got Hacktivist. Oh um, yes, we know Hacktivist. We've yes. seen them. Uh, we've heard we've heard a lot about them the yes. last couple of years. Um, did not realise they're only up the road from me. They're based in Milton Keynes. Oh, um, why don't you harass the drummer? <laughs> he might be. Why? 
Uh, uh, what? No, you know what? <laughs> I can't even defend myself. <laughs> Harass the drummer and make him be your friend. Look, right, I had proper self-control when I saw Envisions in London at Boston Music Rooms right in December when they said, because um, they only finished at 10 o'clock, which I thought was quite weird, but they yeah. said, hang about, because we are going to be about um, at the merch stand and having a couple of beers, so hang about with us. And I had such self-control, I went home. Oh, why? Because Omicron was massive, and I didn't feel... Is that another band that I we're felt... playing next? That's a great band name, by the way. Omicron is massive. Omicron. Um, <laughs> um but they invited you to hang out with them and you loved not them. Not me not me specifically. But he did he not say to you at Download Pilot that you should have a drink with them? He did. Josh Josh Hardy asked or said to me, come and have a beer with us when um when, when we're playing in London. Well, why didn't and you? That was your one chance. I had it probably may not be my one chance. Come on, if, if he's gone to the pilot, he might be a download regular. So if I stalk him enough, I'll probably see him again. Oh, my God. You'll find out which tent he's in. Yeah, and just sit there while him and his missus is trying to um, fall asleep. <laughs> not condoning that behaviour. That's just weird, right? <laughs> Should we move on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so Slam Dunk have announced bands on New Year's Day, which was a month ago. Christ, yeah, we've, we've not done a podcast in a while, have we? <laughs> Fucking hell, sorry, that's my bad. Um, yeah, they announced their, their fourth headliner in Neck Deep, who are a massive, they're, they're a regular at Download, and to be able to get a headlining slot at a festival like Slam Dunk is pretty big. Um, they also announced uh, Cancer Bats and The Bronx, who are massive within punk pop um, alternate sort of scene, so that's that'll be good for a lot of people. Uh they also announced um, recently the full lineup and schedule. Not schedule, sorry. No, they've announced the full lineup for one of the stages that they have. Oh. So the rock scene stage has been fully announced uh, with the list of the bands, obviously, which, which is um, the stage that Neck Deep are headlining. And also on that stage, you've got the story so far, the Wonder Years, Motion City soundtrack, Knuckle Puck, Kenny Hoopala, Hot Milk. Meet Me at the Altar, who are playing Download. Um, I'm quite excited to see Meet Me at the Altar, actually. And a band called Beauty School. So that's the Oh, I love that. Do you know what? <laughs> I wish... Is there some sort of online automatic generator of band names? Because th- th- I love these names. Let's have a look. I mean, we're, we're both on our computers. Sure, let's have a look. Uh, automate... Was it automatic or automated? What are you saying? Um, I was sort of band gen. Oh my god, there is. Band name <laughs> Create a name for your band in seconds with name generator. Uh, two adjectives to describe it. So let's go for shouty. <laughs> shouty rock. Oh no, put metal. Metal. Oh, bathtub crashing. Yes, got to go and see a bathtub That's crashing. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> Ten odd frogs. <laughs> I like that. No, I, I, I enjoyed that. Ah, super shouty frogs. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Twilight of the Guitar Gods. Oh, that's quite good. That, that is very power metal. It is, yes. Um, Christ. The love is shouty, but it's metal. Okay. 
That sounds like a good song title. It is it the kind of songs Flight of the Drums might record. Flight of the Drums. Okay. There you go. Master of Donnington. Um, yeah. So this, if you're in, if you're in a band and you need a name, name-generator.org.uk is what I've just found that on. That's completely random. Uh, <laughs> and you can put in all these different things that will generate a name for you. So there you go. Turbulence Fest have announced uh, 2022 dates in October. So Turbulence Festival uh, is one of those festivals that is very much value for money. Mm. Um, £25 for the two-day festival plus £6 for the after party. Uh, So your festival will start at 5 o'clock on the 14th until 11.30 in the evening. And then on a Saturday, it will start from 12 p.m. all the way through to 11.30 in the evening. And then that £6 upgrade gets gets you to stay till 3 a.m., which I assume you'll be able to you know, speak to the band or, or just carry on partying if you're that way inclined and you can carry on. Um, and their last year's lineup included bands like Bleed From Within, Death Blooms, Everything Unfolds, and Borders, who are all due to play download in 2022. Wow. So you know, so you know... Um, they're getting in some decent names in to play this festival. So while they haven't announced yet, um, just be prepared that these bands could be fairly big. And for and for about what thirty one pounds, how good is that? That exactly bargain. That's like I mean, it's less than the price of a, a ticket for other bands at bigger venues, isn't it? So you get a, a oh, exactly. festival over two days, a Friday and Saturday, for some great bands which are going to be right up your street exactly uh, so if you're in the Plymouth area I mean I won't be going because I live 300 miles away <laughs> but if I was bothered for 31 quid and I live nearby I would absolutely be going you know if that was in my neighbourhood I would definitely be there um, Burn It Down Fest is happening in September so yeah so Burn It Down Fest is at the Foundry in Torquay so it's just up the road from uh, the junction in Plymouth. And their acts include uh, headliners Dream State. You've also got Tiger Club, Modern Era, The City is Ours, Pupil Slicer, who I mentioned, who are also playing Bloodstock. Um, and their ticket prices are just as good as Turbulence. So for under 18s, you're looking at £25. And then £30 for... Um, for adults, and that's a two-day indoor festival. How good is that? Tiger Cub are really good, by the way. I've seen them. You saw them at the pilot, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Oh, you did not see them. No, I think they were on the bands that I missed. Oh, oh, they were really good. I've seen them yeah. at the download pilot, and I saw them uh, supporting Royal Blood in Newcastle as well. And, oh, brilliant! Yeah, really good band. Um, so uh, check them out if you're in the Torquay area. And finally, 2000 Trees is running a competition to win VIP tickets, which will be well worth entering. Go to their website to find out more. Uh, 2000 Trees is is a, a festival that's on my wish list to go to. Um, so um, I may have a look at that myself, actually. I would. Because at least if, you're not, if, you, get, if you win and you're not paying for it, at least you save some money somehow. Yeah, VIP tickets as well. So that's, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 a much smaller festival than Download Festival. So I don't know what exactly that would entail. Well, I can definitely say that, or at least this was the case for twenty nineteen, um, that upon arrival, 
you get a glass of bubbly. Oh, that's nice. In it, and it just. <laughs> yes, I mean it's quite classy, that isn't it for a rock festival? There you go. I'm gonna have a little um, shifty on the 2000 Trees Festival website and see what is included with VIP tickets because I'm I'm very interested. Um, so if I go to tickets and select VIP. Priority entrance, VIP parking, transport for you and your luggage, backstage camping. I mean, I don't know who'd want to put camp backstage. Um, unless I've misunderstood what that means. That might mean um, where you're camping, it's, it's fairly close to the backstage area. So if it's anything like Bloodstock, the VIP um, camping area for Bloodstock is, is just behind the VIP guest area and behind the stage. Um, it's, it's well covered for music-wise. If you're having a lie until one o'clock in the morning, you won't be able to hear the stage very much. Having a lie until one o'clock in the morning? If you're having a lie at one o'clock in the afternoon, you're not very close to the stage, so you can. Okay. Uh, they've got an ex- Thank you, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I had to process that for a moment. Um, no, no, I understand. <laughs> exclusive bar and food, a glass of bubbly, uh, pamper, not a bottle, a glass, uh, pampering tent, a bag of exclusive merch from the concierge team upon arrival, and so much more, it says here. So uh, £240 face value, uh, £252 including booking fee. Um, I think that's all right for a three-day ticket. That's not too bad. I mean, I mean, that's that. You remember that's the that's the same price, or actually, that's a little bit cheaper than a five night camping ticket at Download. Mm, I mean, that's so, I mean, that's early bird prices as well. Yeah, and as well, you can if you if you scroll up and down there somewhere, you should be able to find a joint ticket for a hundred and fifty quid. I think that gets you the Arctangent as well. So you're getting two festivals for the price of one. Yeah. Um, oh, do you know what? <laughs> so tempted. Um, uh, yeah, I think I think I think this may have to happen at some stage. See, this is the thing. So, if I had the spare cash, I would be buying a general camping ticket for Arctangent and Two Thousand Trees, and then Techfest at the same time. Oh, bliss! Yes, and and that still works out. I mean, yeah, it will be more expensive than a five night ticket at Download, but those you got three festivals there that is cheaper than a VIP ticket to Download. Well, um, there's options there. I mean, you don't, you know, uh, <laughs> Download is is the the festival that you know is the one that everyone talks about. But these smaller ones are they look amazing. They really do, and I, I really want to go to them actually. Um, and I, 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 it's going to happen. I, I'm going to say it now. It's going to happen. I'm going to go to one of these other festivals apart from just Download and expand my festival palette. As I think we should. Next, we'll get some advice about going to download in the guide. In this section, we'll try and answer your questions about what it's like to go to download festival, things we recommend and things to avoid. This time, hotels. Now, camping isn't for everyone. I know plenty of people who won't go to festivals because camping scares them. Now, they wouldn't say that. They say they want the comfort of a hotel, which is understandable. But camping can be daunting, especially 
in the notorious download weather. Mm-hmm. Or if you're fine with camping, but you want to be in first when the download doors open to get your best spot in the campsite, staying at a hotel nearby makes that a whole lot easier. So what are our options? We have many to choose from. You do. You've got B&Bs and hotels, obviously, and that are, again, either in Castle Donison itself, or there's a couple of villages east and west of the download camp, obviously the download itself. Um, and then you've got hotels by the airport. Mm, yeah. So the the hotels that are by the airport, they're the hotels I call old reliable. Uh, what I mean by that, it's your travel lodge, your premier inn, uh, your holiday inn express. You know what you're getting with them. Yeah. Uh, when 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 you, when you stay at them, just they a basic are, stay. That's it. And a breakfast. They, yeah, uh, they they are or they can be value for money on that Tuesday night, I believe. Um, but as time goes on, getting closer and closer to the festival, prices do start racking up. And this so, is the case with any hotel. Having worked in a hotel, the closer and busier a hotel is expected to be. Um, and the closer to the time of an event happening, the prices are jacked right up. Because it's like anything, if something is in demand, people are going to charge more for it. And if something is in low demand, you're going to get it dirt cheap. So if you book something way in advance, then you're going to get it dirt cheap, hopefully. Um, But if if you leave it till the last minute, odds are you won't get a room because it's booked up or you'll be paying sky-high prices. That goes for all these. So the hotels that are closest to the airport... Uh, you've got, as I've mentioned, the Holiday Inn Express, Travel Lodge and Premier Inn. You've also got the Juries Inn and also the Hilton, which we have experience in, don't we? Yeah, and it's only a taxi ride to Donington because basically it's it's at the airport, which is the next door neighbour of Donington, the racetrack. So you can either choose to walk up, which I wouldn't recommend because it is, you know, these are big places, the airport and the racetrack, they're Mm -hmm. huge. So, you know, it it could take you quite a while to walk and it would be quite an unpleasant walk with all your shit, especially if it's raining. So um, very cheap taxi rides or I believe there are shuttles as well. The shuttle bus service, um, that will drop you directly on the door of the campsites. So if you do stay in one of these hotels on the Tuesday night, um, taxis and shuttle bus will literally drop you at the doorway of the campsites. Which is what you um, want. You don't want to be messing, do you? I no, mean... you, can't, you can't be asked trouncing all your crap from the car parks or camp. It's a ball ache, to say the least. And even if, you, um, you, if you've gone by car, obviously you've got the option of just driving from the, the hotel to the car park. Of course. Which is what we do. We mentioned the shuttle, we mentioned the shuttle bus there, which brings me on to uh, another point. Um, there is a festival transfer buses service from Derby train station. So if you do end up wanting to stay in Derby in the city, instead of obviously staying closer to the festival, there is that there is a, um, every half hour, there is a bus transfer, which takes you into, again, on the doorstep of either the campsite or the doorstep of the arena. Wow. So there's that for your, your FYI. Yeah. And I, I we've, we tend to stay in hotels every year. I think we have done every year since, 16? 2017. 17? 17. 17. Yeah. Um, so, so our experience is we've stayed in the Holiday Inn twice and the Hilton once. And then we're going a little bit different in 2022. 
um, we're going a little bit posher, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't by design. It was more just because that's that's what was available and cheap. Nah. No, 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 no. Oh, did you go for that? Because, you know, you found this place, didn't you? Did you want doilies and <laughs> net curtains? So I found the Priest priest House Hotel, which, when I say it's a stone's throw from the festival, this this hotel, B&B, whatever you want to call it, is literally right behind what is usually Yellow Camp. So, thing, so we're literally going to be on the doorstep of download. We're gonna have to drive around to get to the main, get to the yeah. get to RIP. But I mean, it's still cool that we may potentially be able to see the festival from the hotel the day before we get around there. Um, that's just, yeah. So that one is just north of the of the festival, and uh, you can find it's in, it's just outside Castle. It's just inside Castle Donington, so it's easy to find. Um, but yeah, this one, the, yeah, I the price range on. of these i think we're talking sort of 100 pound or less per night aren't we really and if you're sharing it with somebody else um you can split the cost of course and it makes it very economical to do for the tuesday night 100% i i wouldn't i couldn't recommend it more to 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 make life a little bit easier getting into the festival on the tuesday morning and not 12 o'clock, like it says, and it recommends that you should wait until 12 o'clock for the doors to open because they don't open at 12. They open about nine o'clock half the time. Um, so to be able to roll out of your hotel into the queue and then onto the campsite, it does make things a lot easier and a lot less stressful. And like our experience at the pilots, if you arrive at Download and the campsites have already been populated and looking for a spot to set up is horrendous because you can be walking for hours um so if you get there and the campsites are mostly empty it's such a nicer experience because once you you know it's first thing in the morning you're set up you're ready and you can start drinking and you know the earlier the better as far as i'm concerned because no one likes queuing no one wants to have to walk around with all the shit for hours on end thinking shit i don't think we're going to find anywhere um it's just not a nice experience. So if you get there early, which is what we love doing um, for the most part, um, you know, get there early and uh, get set up and and you're ready for the day and the rest of the festival. It's just a nice way to begin rather than getting stressy because no one wants to begin a, a festival all stressed out. So, no. you know, get a nice, no, nice night's sleep on the Tuesday um, uh tuesday night uh into the wednesday morning have a have a have a bre- have a breakfast and and roll up to downloads uh nice and relaxed it, there's nothing like it and i don't think that many people do it it doesn't seem like that many people or at least it doesn't seem that again whenever because whenever we go we go into castle Donington, we go to the castle inn to have a few few drinks and then get asked to leave and- that only happened once. We didn't get asked. I'm sure we didn't get asked to leave last time we were there. I can't, do you know? It's, I always drink so much there. I can't remember. Yes, that's the problem, isn't it? So that's a good thing that you document everything, like well, obviously with your videos and that, just in case we do. There are those times we do forget. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got asked to leave in 2017. It was me, <laughs> you, and yeah, it was the three of us, and we got asked to leave because I think was there not four of us? Out. No. No, four of us, it was 2018. Oh, right, okay. Um, See, I've got no memory of this. Yeah, and 2019, um, it was just it was just the two of us left standing um, by the end of the night and we oh got a taxi God. back to the hotel. 
Then I'd, I'd, I waited till about one o'clock for Dave to arrive. Oh, well, you did, didn't you? That was, that was nice of you. Pissed to sleep on the sofa. knackered. Um, so, yeah, it, it is nice. Uh, it's, and it's, it's also a nice way, if you're meeting people, if you all meet at the hotel so that you're all together... Uh, before you go in that's nice as well as, as a because you know with the thousands of people who are arriving at the same time when you just turn up and down and oh, where are you camped and this that and the other if you all go in together then it's it's just a nice much more organized way of doing it the atmosphere in castle donnington as well is, is a really good buzz in that afternoon yeah. because obviously you, you're getting everyone obviously arriving and everyone's excited to go to, to download and everyone's going to have to start having a, a few chilled out pints for the afternoon and there is a really good buzz about it um the castle inn has like a, a massive me- heavy metal playlist for 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 when 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 we all arrive, which and it's I don't full know of downloaders that's... as well, which creates a great exactly. atmosphere. Yeah. On the subject, obviously, um, the castle in Castle Donington, there is a few places you can stay there as well. Oh yeah. Um, off the top of my head, you've got Donington Manor, which I believe is opposite the Castle Inn uh, pub. You've got Donington Cottage Guesthouse, Castle Townhouse, which is a B and B. Hambledon House, sorry, Hambleton House, and I can't read my own fucking writing. <laughs> I'm ignore that one. Uh, there's also the Keep, which is located in Castle Dunton as well. And where are you finding um, these? Are they on on Booking dot com or something or Hotels dot com? I typed in Booking. I typed um, places to stay in Castle Dunton. Okay. On Booking dot com, and yep. a big old list came up. Okay, fine. So they're not difficult to find. And uh, like anything, you know, book sooner rather than later. Don't leave it because there's only so many rooms in Castle Donington because it isn't a big place. It's only a small oh, no. place, isn't it, really? So there's only so many B&Bs and hotels and stuff. So if you are planning on doing this, do it sooner. Do it now! Yeah. To be fair, you should have done it two years ago when they first announced the festival. Yeah, I mean, we've had our booking at the Priest House Hotel for about two years. I mean, two it years. was didn't we book it in? We booked it for two thousand, two thousand, two thousand, two thousand twenty. Originally, I had booked for twenty two years. <laughs> I had originally booked us into Pleasant House B and B in Kegworth, which is found on the east side of the M one. Um. And we 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 ended up cancelling that once download was cancelled for the first time, and then we we booked into the priest house, and I've had the priest house booking for at least a year and a half, if not two years now. Um, but mentioning Kegworth, there's a few hotels there. It's a little bit it's a little bit further away. It won't again the taxi ride to to download only be about ten fifteen minutes at the most. Um, but that's again a village nearby that has plenty of options for hotels. Um, on yeah. the if you've got, if yeah, because obviously, if you, I mean, it's nice to stay in Castle Donington because you're very close to the racing circuit and uh, download. But if you know, if you've left it late, and or perhaps if you want to save a bit of money, then it is cheaper to stay in the in Kegworth or any of the surrounding other villages that are there. Yeah, um, there's a few also in Melbourne, which is which is on the west side of download itself. There's plenty of places around. Um, Booking dot com hotel dot com whatever it's called they're your best friends the best piece of advice that we can give is just book early yeah definitely um it's yeah you can't really beat that convenience because um you know getting there late i mean mean, the only thing that i can point you to is our 
download pilot video where we get there. I don't know what happened, actually, because uh, we didn't stay there overnight beforehand, did we? Because it was started on the Friday. Yeah, so th- that was that was my fault. I'll, uh, I'll hold my hands up to that. I unfortunately had work and couldn't get out of it on the on the Friday and on the Thursday. It was very last minute, the... though, wasn't it? Actually, I think I left about... I think I left about 11 o'clock and then must have arrived at the services about one-ish. We didn't get in till about two and yeah, all the spot, all the, all the decent spots had, uh, had been saved or taken. So there was yeah, literally nowhere on... to camp by the time we got there. That was no. legitimate. You know, you could, you could, <laughs> by the time we got there, we could only camp in the emergency, um, walkways, uh, which they told us to. They told us to camp there. And you don't want to be in a situation like that. So get there nice and early is what we recommend. Get, you know, get, get a hotel nearby, um, give a bit of money to the local economy and uh, help those B&B and hotel owners as well because they put up with us. Putting up with us is definitely the phrase for it, especially in 2017. Oh God, yeah. And there are some very nice restaurants and pubs and bars and all sorts in Castle Donington that we've been to, we, we tend to go and have something to eat uh, in, uh, in Donington. I wish I could tell you, <laughs> wish I could tell you the name of these places. But unfortunately, because by that point, I've usually drunk a few. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you what they are, unless you remember. I only remember because it's the one that we always go to. It's the Castle Inn. And they have a really good selection of uh, pizzas in their own little wood burner. So um, I'd highly recommend popping into there your night before download if you're if you're staying in the area. Yeah, and there's there's another one that's a little bit further up the road that's more like a sort of pub restaurant type place, and they don't like swearing. We discovered. We um, we, we did find out they do not like swearing. <laughs> I'm just about to try and find out actually what that's called. Yeah, uh, we we with. we did have some very nice food in there. In fact, we went there a couple of times. Uh, over the years and they, it's a lovely place lovely pints really good um decent prices but um and it's you know it's, it's i guess you would say it's like a family type place but then with it being in donnington which is next to a racing circuit which is for sweary blokes who have had a few you know they were quite low tolerance on, on the swearing um, which, well, I mean, were they or were we just that loud? No, now, now, we I had had a few drinks by this point, so maybe my view of this is a bit skewed. But I, yeah, you could be right there. <laughs> um, the name, the name of uh, said place is the Apiary, which is, is just on the. It's on. Um, it's on one of the corners. I mean, I'm I'm just briefly looking at it now. There is loads of places to eat. Um, the apiary does a decent burger, and that's coming from someone who doesn't eat meat anymore. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, it. you're vegan now, aren't you? Yeah, and um, the Castle Inn, which is where we go every single time we're there. So those two would be my recommendation for food the night before. Yeah, um, it's it's definitely... It just makes it a lot nicer, it makes it a lot relaxing, because we always catch up uh, the night before and and have a night of it and uh, it's 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 nice there's such a lovely atmosphere in Donington uh, Castle Donington it's um it's a really nice place it's only small uh, but it's it's a really nice place to stay the night before um now if you um are if you have booked 
and you're going to be staying the night in Castle Donington or in Melbourne, perhaps, or in Kegworth. Um, it's uh, it's it's nice to get there and just get prepared for the for the week that's to come. Because if you arrive there and you're not prepared, or if you arrive there with all these stuff in your car, you, you feel like you haven't had a chance to sort of settle down. I know it's like an old man thing to say, <laughs> but it's nice just to have that little bit of time and space just to get mentally ready and just have a little bit of a of, of a, a a nice night before a week of hectic uh camping <laughs> no do you know what i totally i totally totally agree um i think the, the the hotel thing became a thing even for me and my wife when we do bloodstock it became a thing in 20 uh, 2017 purely because it just makes the travelling to the festival on the day so much more bearable because the travelling itself the tra- can be quite stressful can't it you can, if you if you travel up on the day of the festival, coming I mean if you're coming in from the south on the M1 or even coming from the north on the M1, you are going to hit traffic on that slip road, oh and sometimes God. it can take hours. Yeah. So, yeah, to avoid hours of traffic and sitting in potentially maybe twenty minutes, half an hour of it instead, coming from your hotel, it does make a difference. Because I mean, I think 2019 the traffic was quite bad trying to get in. Um, when we last went and yeah. getting into the queue, obviously it was pissing with rain anyway. I think everyone was just a bit like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be a ball lake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you know, I, I always forget the traffic, but it's true. You can be sat there for what seems like hours not really mm-hmm. moving. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely worth it because nobody likes to sit in traffic. So, yeah, that's our um, little guide. That's our recommendations if you've got any questions you can ask us or give us your own viewpoint on staying the night before going into download by sending us a message on social media do us uh, tell us your do's and don'ts tell us something we've missed uh, places that you recommend or just give us your opinion just search for fest pod on the socials next up we'll hear what's coming out of your mouth on social media In this section, we're going to hear your answers to our question online when we asked, what bands are you looking forward to seeing in 2022? And we had a few replies. We had a reply from Luke Redmond Gray, who wants to see Avatar this year. Don't blame him. They are amazing. Mm. Um, I believe then, if if he's saying that, um, I imagine then he either saw the Bloodstock announcement yesterday or um, they are touring in the UK in 2022. Yes. Either way, either way, he's excited to see them and I don't blame him. <laughs> yes, that's his only that's his only band that he wants to see this year. Yeah, so Josh Tag uh, has said Lorna Shaw. Now, I find this one really interesting because I only recently heard of Lorna Shaw. Um, they were actually on... They were on. A, they were mentioned in a TikTok um, that one particular song of theirs was the heaviest song they'd ever heard, and then they chose another song that was even heavier. And I listened to Lorna Shaw, and fuck me, yeah, heavy is 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 the correct word to use. They are fucking insane. Oh. Um, so yeah, I don't blame him for being excited to see Lorna Shaw. Coots Britannia wants to see Sabaton. And Ghost, Sweden's finest, is what they say there. 
I was due to see Sabaton this year as well. Oh, well, are you? we still are. We still are. Um, they postponed their UK show, so we don't know when they're go- when they're next going to be going to be playing. But they were due to be playing with Lordy. If you remember Lordy, they they won Eurovision Song Contest for Finland um, oh, several yes. years back. And um, the Who, not the Who, you know the British the Who. These are uh, the the Who that played. I think they played 2019 at Download. It's like throat singing to 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 metal. But they're and called again, the Who. The Who, yeah, H U, the Who. Oh right, okay, that's that's the way of getting around it. Because <laughs> you can't yeah. have another band with the same name, can you? No, and. Yeah, we were really we were really looking forward to that, but yeah, the Sabaton gig got postponed, which is really really annoying. Ghost, I still think they could slip into that 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 third spot on the. <laughs> hey, innuendos on this podcast are becoming less and less. What is wrong with us? I don't know. Uh, so, Ghost are right. going to be slipping in. They will be. Yes, um, I know. I'd like to see Ghost slip in. Would you? Um, I would. To for that final logo spot on the Friday, yes. but they are touring around the UK anyway. Slipping it um, in around the UK, they will be slipping it in around the UK. Yep. So you won't. So if they don't play download, at least you've got the opportunity to go and see them this year. And obviously, as Cooch Britannia has said, they are seeing them. Yes. So that's wicked. Miss Laura Soph on Instagram says so she's really looking forward to seeing Motionless in White. So they so Motionless and White played in 2017 and opened up the main stage, I believe. Um, and that's a point. Are they on the? I don't think they're on the download lineup at the minute. But you asked me a question earlier. Who do I think may slip back in, slipping in? Yes. Um, Motionless and White could be one of them because they were due to play, uh-huh. or they were at least on the first. Um, they were on the first poster. Are they a British band? No, they're American. Are they? So okay. They are indeed. Yeah. I, I, if, if I could describe them in any sort of way, I'd say they've got Marilyn Manson-type-esque vocals to corn-type um, rock Oh, right. Music. They sound quite good. They actually did a track with Jonathan Davis from Corn, which they played at Download, and I actually started welling up thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to, I'm going to see Jonathan Davis, I'm going to see Corn. I'm going to see Corn. <laughs> but he didn't turn up, which was upsetting. Oh, but the song, no. the song is still amazing. Wow. Um, we have uh, Peter James Harandpiovovsky. I hope I've said that right. P- I'm going to have another go. Peter James Harandpiovovsky. I hope that's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a, that's a wicked name. It's, I know. Yeah. What, what a what a, a nameplate. Uh, Shine Down and Miles Kennedy and Biffy Clyro at Download Green Day. In Huddersfield, and <laughs> Green Day are playing Huddersfield, um, and Guns N' Roses in Tottenham is what he's so, looking forward to. The Green Day in Huddersfield, it's a stadium show. I think that's the um, stadium shows with Fallout Boy uh, and a couple of other bands. Oh, fuck me, I can't remember now off the top of my head. See, I need to be... It's bizarre, though, actually... to think that Green Day are playing in Huddersfield. I mean, Huddersfield's a tiny little it... West Yorkshire place. It doesn't sound right when you say they're playing in Huddersfield, <laughs> but they're playing. I believe they're playing at the, the, the football st- either the football stadium or a rugby stadium in Huddersfield. Right. So, so that's that's yeah yeah. Saying something like Huddersfield, I've I've been Huddersfield once in my life, and yeah, it's not a a big bustling sort of place. Okay. Right. Well, uh, good luck to you watching watching them there. 
Um, so then we've got uh, Mark Lindsay, watch, uh, who wants to see Dropkick Murphys and the Interrupters. I had to. That's written in a very odd way. So <laughs> slow down while reading that. And Maiden and Megadeth at download. Dropkick Murphys, the Interrupters, Maiden and Megadeth. These are who he wants to see at download. Guns and Roses. What? Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there. Hang about. Dropkick Murphys aren't playing download. Oh, maybe it's separately then. The Dropkick Murphys are not playing the UK in 2022. <laughs> oh, maybe he's not going to watch them in the UK. This person looks like he travels because he's going to see Guns N' Roses in Dublin and then Rammstein in November. Um, so uh, it may well not be in the UK. Then fair play to them. Absolutely. You don't travel for for uh, for gigs, do you? Particularly. Um. So most of the gigs that I see are London. Um, it's just so convenient to get to, and everybody comes to London to to do a show. So to travel to see any other to see a band, it's almost unnecessary. Gary Ray Bold O nine has said he wants to see Neverhall. This year, I recognise the name of that band. Mm. I've never, never, I've never listened to them. To me, they sort of. See, I'm not going to make any 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 swooping judgments. Say, I've, I've heard of the name. I've never listened to the music. So maybe that's something that I could definitely get into in the next couple of weeks. Want to stick on the list? Dan Browning, who messaged us today, actually, as it goes. Hello, Dan. If you listen, if you're listening, um, is looking forward to seeing Nana War of Steel. Nana War. Um, Nana's at war. We spoke up. We we spoke about this one last time. Yes, yes. Nana's at war. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. Life of Agony and Stag X. Stag X. I'd love to see. They were one of those big new metal bands back in the early two thousands, like nine, late nineties. Static um, X. Yeah. So um, obviously back then they were really really big. These days, um, still fairly big. Still quite into like a sort of industrial new metal sort of type. But the singer's different. The singer died um, a few years back, but they're still going, and they and they are playing the Sunday night headlining slot on the second stage at Bloodstock. Oh, oh, you're not going this year, are you? So you won't meet him. I'm not. Nope. Who are you looking forward to seeing, Neil, in 2022? Well, um, I have uh, three concerts booked. Uh, I'm going to. <laughs> Can you guess who I'm going to watch? I can. Go on then. Um, you're going to sit in. So you're, you're going to three shows, aren't you? I am. Yep. Are they all Royal Blood? They are Royal Blood. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, around the UK, I'm going to watch uh, them because they're my number one band. I think they're great. Um, and uh, London, Birmingham and Manchester. I saw I saw the uh, that they were touring and I thought, why not? Why not? Yeah, so, fuck it. Book tickets for all, book tickets for all the venues. I mean, I'm not going to do all of the venues. I'm going to, they're doing more than just those three. Uh, but um, I mean, well, you laugh at me. You laugh at me when you say that. But Corn only do the likes of like Manchester, Birmingham, and London, and then they'll fuck off to like Ireland and then into Europe and do like a couple of dates in there. Yeah, the like, Foo Fighters are only doing a few places in the UK, yeah. but I'm not going to all those either. It, but it just happens. So it happens that I'm I'm only going to three of the rest of that because it's a UK tour, and then they're going 
around the world and then you've got your chance to hear them if you're uh, elsewhere uh, but yeah I, I just it's a bit of an adventure and I've never done this before actually I've never really followed a band on tour before and you hear you read about people doing it and and enjoying themselves and it's you know maybe it's a bit sad but I don't care I'm going to go and enjoy myself because it's not just about going to see the band it's about the adventures that you'll have whilst you're doing it um, you know the staying in hotels the staying in different cities the adventures that you'll have in the city whilst you're there, um, bars that you'll go into, people that you'll meet. So um, it's happening in March, March into April. So obviously I'll be talking to you about that. And who are you looking forward to, Lee, in this year? Oh, do you know what? I'm so glad you asked. Um, so apart from Download, where there's, there's going to be s- several bands that I'm really looking forward to see, Corn being one of them, uh sp- Spirit Box. I'll get my spreadsheet back up because I've got a list of obviously who's in who's in green. Be poster on your um, wall. Yeah, um, I'm re- so download. I'm really looking forward to seeing Corn, Wargasm, Sleep Token, Spirit Box, Fox Jaw, as everything unfolds. Death Blooms, um, and on the Bawdy Takeover, Borders and Red Method. Um, I'm also seeing Gorgira. Uh, beginning of March, which I'm really, really looking forward to, and Sabaton, once they rearrange their dates, hopefully I'll get to see them this year as well. The old bands that you mentioned download, I could quite happily mm. say I'm looking forward to as well. Um, they're just not number oh, one good. on my we list. Can, we, we can mosh <laughs> together then. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason I'm going to download, because I, I love the bands that are on, and the type of bands yeah. that are on. So I'm looking forward to pretty much everything at download. Because no matter who I'm, who I see, I'm happy. So um, that's you know. Well, that's the great thing about like festivals and that. I mean, you even if you don't know the band that's currently playing in that tent or on that stage, you can just stand there and just, and then you may discover your next favorite band. I mean, it's it's it's, it's happened to me over the, over the years. Like I'd never heard. I see. This is I actually. Do you know what? I'm embarrassed to say this. I'd never heard of Devon Townsend and Strapping Young Lad until twenty. 17 download and i was absolutely captivated by his show that when he headlined bloodstock um last year because there were festivals last year um he was fucking insane it was incredible see the, the pilot download pilot last year was the first time i'd ever seen sleep token and i'm really taken with them now and oh same i'm i'm, I'm that was the first time i'd ever seen them as well um I'd, I'd obviously, you, you know me, obviously, when I find out who's, who's playing, I'll listen to all the bands that I can before the actual festival. And Sleep Token, one of the ones that I was like, yeah, this is the band I definitely, definitely want to see. And when they were announced for the pilot, that was like, oh, amazing. The, the awful thing, though, is that in doing your research, you can listen to the bands that are, are going to play. But the, the sound that you'll hear is a studio sound, not a live sound, necessarily. So the experience of seeing them live can be totally different to hearing the album. Well, if you're like Dave, um, Dave YouTubes a lot. This is Dave, who you may have heard on previous podcasts, just in case you've joined us recently. Yeah, if if we ever mentioned Dave, Dave was on a few of the earlier podcasts. We love Dave, and I can't wait to see him again. Um, But Dave... YouTube's the bands as well, so he can he can find even if it's dodgy phone footage, he'll find footage um, of them doing live shows. And if they're if they look exciting on someone else's camera phone, um, then yeah, 
that's part of his research as well. So obviously not just listen to the studio quality, but then listen to the actual uh, live footage. And on that, that that's why I'm trying to do my best with Kiss and Iron Maiden, because I imagine they will be they 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 can be very good live instead of obviously the studio quality from the seventies and the eighties. I'll quite happily watch those shows, but I won't really listen to the albums because the shows are quite good to watch, quite entertaining. But I, I wouldn't put the music on. I've tried, actually, I've tried listening to the Iron Maiden stuff and tried to get into them, but it's not really doing it for me. And, you know, it's okay, but I'm not really into it. But if I can, but if they're on on a stage in front of me, I can quite happily watch them. I think that's what's going to draw me in to see them at download is that if we're walking past them and I'm listening to them and the, the they sound a lot better live than they do on the the studio quality stuff, then yeah, I'll happily I'll happily stand there and watch, and then I'll happily give a positive feedback of my experience with these bands. I just find that bands in a studio are not as wild and raucous as they are in front of a, a crowd. Because what I really want is, an, is a live album. I want to hear the band as they play on a stage because I think that sounds so much better because they're, they're, they're reacting to an audience. They're really giving it some. And in a studio, which is quite, you know, they're, they're surrounded by four walls, it's not, the energy isn't there, I find, all the time. I mean, some bands are different and they're always the same, but I, I just find in, in a lot of music that I hear, they they a lot better live for my ears uh, but then at the same time some bands are much fucking worse live and they're better mm. in the studio marilyn manson one band that comes to mind when you mention energy to me is um the albums they put out are amazing and they are fantastic and i love their albums but seeing enter shikari live is a totally different kettle of fish because the energy they have on stage, um, the presence, even when they're getting the, 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 their interaction, uh, they're fantastic. Um, I saw them twice this year and both sh- uh, the Ali Pali show was a hundred times better than the um, download pilot, but, uh, but, but that's because again, I think the download, the Ali Pali show was a bit more um, intimate, personal. Yeah. Because you've, you've got enter Shikari fans there instead of at the pilot, you've got, Enish Kari fans, you've got Bullet My Valentine fans, yeah. everybody, uh, yeah, fans of everything. There's um, a song that I love to hear live. That and and it's I'm going to go. Let's 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 be specific, shall we? Quite, for for ages, for years, probably before Royal Blood released Boilermaker, they were doing live versions of it. A song they recorded with Josh Om. Josh Om. Josh on. And it was great. The the live version was the, all that the fans ever really knew of this track. And it's a fan favourite. We love it. It's great. I don't know why, really. It's just It just sounds fantastic. Uh, and by the time it got to the album release, uh, the recording of this track, which had actually been done before all of the live versions we'd heard, was so different. It did not sound like the live version. Uh, there was extra bits added that were in the studio version. It didn't sound as raw, which is what I like. And it, it did sound sort of 
it, it, I just didn't like it as much. Didn't like it as much. And that was a sentiment shared by a lot of fans that the studio version was not as good as the live version. So I'm this is this is probably where this opinion of mine comes from. Is that I like the raw sound that that you get in live performances that has perhaps been tuned out in the mixing stage of albums. I love that raw yeah. sound that you, you don't always get in, in you know on albums, but there we are. No, I, I do you know what I I totally see where you're coming from, and I I, I do agree. Um, like I said, that rawness live is what can make what what can make a show amazing. Yes. Right, okay, well thanks for all your lovely answers to our question, you've had your say and so have we. So that is more or less it for this episode. If you like what you've heard, please give us a review wherever you've found us and do look for us on the socials by searching for FestPod. The reason you'd want to follow us is because we post a lot of news, we post funny things and uh, you can interact with us directly on our socials just search for fest pod and we will see you there so that's it we'll catch you next time bye a wilco productions podcast do you know what cds are when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. FestPod, the unofficial rock festival guide, is part of the Acast Creator Network.